Hello, event hustlers, and welcome to Taxi Talk Unscripted. We are so excited to be here with you today for episode 22, I believe, of this year's podcast, which has been an interesting experience for us. And um, this is our place where we like to take you behind the velvet ropes of the events industry and just had really candid conversations with people in the industry who are hustling and making a difference, doing really cool things. Um, For those of you who are joining us for the first time, my name is Liz King, and I get to be one of the co-hosts of Taxi Talk Unscripted. I am also here with Ed Waffles from the Liz King Events team, and we get to host this podcast bi-weekly. And uh, it's just a really good opportunity for us to get to know the people who are behind all the brands that power this industry. We like to talk about trends, best practices, horror stories even, um, lesson learned. And it's all from the perspective of one event planner to another. As planners ourselves, we hope to curate a conversation that's really interesting to other planners um, that will help you grow with your business and with uh, the event experiences that you offer as you plan events. Um, Before we jump into today's guest and getting to know her really well, I wanted to do a quick shout out to our proud sponsor, Splash. They have been sponsoring us all year, and they're the only all-in-one event marketing platform that your designer is going to love as much as you do. We have used them many times, and they're also used by awesome brands like Facebook, uh, Red Bull, Budweiser, Definitely trust us. You're going to love them. And if you want to learn a little bit more about how it all works, you can go to splashthat.com or you can also learn about them at taxitalk.com. There's a little banner about them on each of our podcast episodes. So be sure to check them out. Now I will shoot it over to Ed to introduce our guest. Thank you very much, Liz. Today we are honored to have uh, on the podcast Kristen Tomlin, who is the CEO and founder of uh, uh, an edible cookie dough company and uh, sort of a superhero in our industry. And, and the reason I say that is we met Kristen at, uh, I believe it was BizBash, maybe a year or so ago, a year or two ago. And uh, and I I personally am not a very sweet tooth person, so I'm, I'm sort of oblivious to anything that has to do with dessert foods. But as we passed her booth, I just remember seeing the rabid fans just gathering around this booth. And, uh, you know, we approached her and found out sort of what she was doing. And then we later on collaborated for our ugly sweater party where um, dough was such a huge hit. So I say a superhero because uh, any event that you show up to, um, you're like the savior for all the sweet tooth uh, addicts out there. So welcome to the podcast, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um so for uh, for our listeners, um, uh, I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about sort of who you are today in the industry and uh, and what Doe's all about, and maybe even take us to to how you got started. Because I mean, if, uh, it's the, the, when I think of the idea, it seems now that it exists, it seems like of course that should exist. But I'm sure when you started it, that probably wasn't the case. So if you could just sort of walk us through that journey that would brought you to. to who you are today in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. So I started the business because I was a lover of all things cookies and cookie dough and always found myself just eating the cookie dough rather than baking it. And I thought, you know, why isn't this there a product that is safe to eat? No chance of getting sick from it because, you know, there's all these warnings about not eating cookie dough raw. But then also the the same product that you can also bake. So I started developing 
the brand and the product all around this idea of edible, safe-to-eat cookie dough that comes in all these fun flavors as well um, as has the ability to be bakeable. Um, so that's originally how the business started. I was working in branding and um, had experience in marketing. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to start my own brand. Baking was just a passion of mine. Um, so I kind of turned it into a business. And with that business, it initially launched online. We're based in New York City. And it became a great option for events because it was something new and different. Everybody, you know, wants to have a sweet treat at the end of the night or a party favor. And, you know, cupcakes had been done and the big big cakes and um, little treat bags had, had been done again. So I think in the event industry, everybody's looking for something new. And um, dough was and has been kind of that, that new thing that people have discovered. And everybody that finds out about it is like, oh, my gosh, cookie dough, like the best thing ever. So we've been able to um, get into the event industry by having – a product that is unique and customizable and, um, and really yummy. Um, I think everyone loves cookie dough. I know it's one of my favorite things. I, my mom owned a bakery and it was always, I would go in, she would have these really fancy cakes and I would just go straight for the cookie dough. I'm like, I don't even want you to bake it. I just want to eat the cookie dough itself. Um, and I've seen that you guys, I mean, obviously because we worked with you, but we've also um, seen you at various events throughout the industry. I think there's a lot of different ways that, this cookie dough product could be used at events beyond um, like for obvious reasons, you could serve it as a snack <laughs> at the event itself. But what are some other interesting things that event planners are doing with the product to kind of integrate it into their events in different ways, just so that yeah. planners can kind of think more creatively about this? So we have a number of different options. One of those, as you mentioned, being just little bite-sized treats that you can have as part of a dessert table. We also have a full cookie dough sundae bar, which is great because instead of, think about ice cream and sub it for cookie dough. So you can add your own toppings to it, have multiple different flavors, scoop it into a cup, um, all of that fun stuff, as well as it's been very popular as a saver or a take-home gift. Um, you know, any, anything that we can do can be branded, have a custom logo on it. So it's a, it's a great end of the party treat um, as well, because people can take it home, have a sweet snack in the car on the ride home or save it and make some yummy cookies from it the next day. Now, I'm really curious because uh, you, you didn't come from a, a pastry chef background. Um, you came from a marketing background? Yeah, my, my degree actually is in design is where I went to school. Um, and then when I moved up to New York, I started working for a brand consultant um, and, you know, work, kind of traveling the world working for very large corporate brands. Um, and so I really got my marketing experience through, um, through my first job out of college. And um, baking, I grew up in the kitchen next to my mom, who is a chef and a cookbook author, um, based in St. Louis, and she always really loved doing the savory side and didn't have a huge sweet tooth, whereas I always had the sweet tooth. So I kind of learned alongside her um, as she, you know, was writing her cookbooks and teaching classes, and um, so that's where I got my my training for. Although it wasn't, you know, formal, I didn't go to pastry school, but um, it, it really started at a very young age. My passion for for food and especially sweets. Gotcha. So now, how is that? Because um, I mean, the the events industry uh, is is 
there's plenty of different caterers, and especially in the in the dessert food category. Um, how did you find when you were coming in? Was there was there a lot of competition in that particular um, offering for for the dessert industry? There is a ton of competition. Um, you know, the, there's every type of sweet treat you could you could possibly want out there. Um, but I think you know the unique thing about about dough is is it really is is something that not many people are are doing, and it everybody that we we serve it to and talk to about it, you know, everybody has their own experience with baking and being in the kitchen with their mom, and it really brings back this nostalgia that um, that people really seem to love and brings a, a big smile on their face. So so that's helped us kind of stand out and set up set apart from all of the um, cupcakes and, and regular cookies and everything that's on the market. Now, did you ever, when you were younger, imagine that you'd be running your own business? Is this something that you kind of always wanted to do or how did you get involved in it? Like, and you know, it's, it's one yeah. thing to like have a great idea, but to actually execute an entire business around it, I think that's like a whole nother level. Right. So I had no desire to own my own business when I was young. Um, I I would say that I was always kind of very entrepreneurial growing up, always trying to sell things or make things. I was also very creative. And um, so that's kind of where I think it all stems from is this, this creativity. Um, and then when, when I thought about dough, I thought, you know what, I kind of mm -hmm. developed the idea and the brand in my mind for about a year and a half before I actually put pen to paper and started working on a business plan. And at that point, um, you know, I thought nobody's really doing it. Why is this not a thing? Maybe, you know, I have all of these, this experience mm -hmm. in marketing and, and branding. What if I just start it and see what happens? Um, and quickly after I started the business plan, I, I actually ended up getting very sick. And um, it was a, it was a very you know, scary experience. And I ended up in the hospital for um, almost a month. And then after that, it was, it was almost a catalyst for, you know, like, what do I have to lose? I, I, yes, I love my job, but I just was so passionate about this new business and found myself wanting to spend all my time doing that. And so I just kind of decided, you know what, why not just take the leap and try it out. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work. And, you know, you, you, you move on from there. And um, luckily, that's not the case. It's been, it's been a huge hit. It's been more popular than I could have ever imagined. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been good. Now, I'm curious, where, where did you find the strength? I mean, if anyone who's ever faced an illness, um, you know, it's, it's sort of, you know, that degree of severity, it's uh it's just a really tough thing to to gather the strength to get better, but you know beyond that, uh, then decide to, to take on a whole entrepreneurial life and, and start a company. Where does that where does that inner strength come from, or what kind of conversations were you having with yourself that uh, that yeah. helped you jump? It was it was a difficult time, but to be honest, the the working on the business was a good distraction from, you know, the healing process and the, the doctor's appointments and the just, you know, trying to get better. Um, at that point, 
when I picked up the business again after after getting out of the hospital, um, I was only able to go back to work part-time because that was really all my body could handle, and I was just getting used to the, the day-to-day tasks again. Um, so I found myself sitting on the couch and having a little bit of extra time, and, and, I, and being on the computer was something that I could manage. Um, and it was, it was, like I said, a great distraction as I was dealing with a lot of um, a lot of issues coming out of the hospital, it was, it just got my mind off of it and, and took me to this very happy place. So I found myself just working on it more and more and more and getting to a point where I was like, well, um, I mean, I'm ready to launch or, you know, I've just been wasting my time for the last year. So, um, so it, it took a lot, but it was, it was great. And I had a great support system with my husband and my, my family who were helping me recover as well as helping me with the business. Yes, if anything will heal you with cookie dough, right? <laughs> exactly. You know what? That's true. That's true. What is your um, vision for the the future of your company or how your company will evolve and kind of play, continue to play that innovative role in the industry? I mean, I, I think one of the interesting things in the events industry is that we all always have to be doing something new. Like you said, everyone's had the fancy cakes and then everyone had the cupcakes do you have any ideas for where food trends are going in the future and, and if cookie dough or how cookie dough would really want to be a part of that? Yeah, I think one of the, the major trends that, that I've been seeing is kind of this um, like getting the, the customers or the, the people attending the event involved in the process. So one of the things that um, that we are doing, actually, we're in the process of, of building a new cookie dough store in Manhattan, and we're going to be hosting our own events and also offering this to be mobile, um, where people can come and make their own cookie dough. So use our mixers, um, use our recipes, and kind of learn the process and, and create their treat and their, you know, satisfy their sweet tooth with, um, you know, getting really involved in, in the actual process of making it and then getting to take home their, their treats as well. So it's all about this interactive process and um, really getting the people involved and invested in what they're doing. So we're very excited about that. Congratulations. That's so cool. Thanks. Yeah, what, 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 what have you found to be sort of the most challenging thing uh, in, in unrolling uh, the your company in, in the events industry in particular, because I'm sure you guys uh, work in other verticals. But in the events industry, what do you found to be the hardest thing to sort of move it to the next level? So one of the most difficult things I've found is really um, just the up and down nature of the event business in that some weekends we'll have 10 events, some weekends we'll have one or two events, and trying to determine what staffing needs look like, what storage needs look like, where how we're going to make it work with everybody everywhere and, you know, making sure deliveries happen and everything is, is, is well coordinated. So on my end, the difficult part has, has really just been forecasting that and making sure that we're staffed appropriately and, and have the appropriate needs when we do need them. Yeah, I can imagine that's a huge challenge. I know like for the planning side, it's the same thing, but at least we have a little bit more notice because people have to book us, you know, six months or three months in advance at least Whereas I would imagine you get a lot of last second calls. <laughs> so we do, we do. predicting, um, I'm sure that's really challenging. Now, uh, we've heard a lot about, of course, cookie dough and the the company dough in general and, and where you're going with it. 
but we love to learn about kind of the behind the scenes and, and more about you as well. What are a few things that you like to do outside of work or things that you're really passionate about? So I would say, I mean, I work all the time, which I'm sure you find people in the event industry saying that. Um, but when I do have time, I just like to spend time with family. I really enjoy cooking and um, traveling whenever I get the chance. Um, and also with my, my background being in interior design, I, I love kind of decorating and redecorating and finishing furniture and that kind of um, always having some sort of side project that I'm doing in my apartment or for a family or designing a new room that my mom's doing in our house. So that's what I do in my free time. You Just... and Liz would totally hit it off. <laughs> <laughs> we should compare notes. I love doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. What's, what's the latest thing you, uh, what's your latest creation? My latest creation, well, I've been concentrating so much on um, the new storefront, designing that. Um, so that has been taking up a lot of, of my time recently. Um, but yeah, my mom's redoing our the house I grew up in slowly room by room. So whenever I get a free moment, she's like, oh, I need, I need you to design this room now or pick out this. Or, so that's ongoing as well. I was going to say, I, I'm no expert uh, on anything in Terry's Design, as Liz knows, but uh, I, I, every time I've seen your brand appear somewhere, I think you guys are really, uh, really consistent and, and just very good at, uh, at, at getting your, your brand across and everything you do is Instagram or in person. So uh, kudos for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think it's, you know, one of the many things I learned um, when I was working in branding is, is kind of to think about all of these different touch points and all these different interactions where, where customers or, um, you know, people will see you. So it, it is important to, to have the same image, you know, across, across everything and consistency really is key. But our kind of whole idea is to bring happiness to, to people. So I like to do that with, with all of the bright colors and, and anytime we, we set up for an event or, um, or, you know, are doing anything really, we, we like to be thoughtful about the aesthetics and um, making it bright and, and happy. So great. From, um, I guess, a marketing perspective, what do you guys find works really well for you when you're trying to get your brand out there? Like I said, I've, I know we've seen you at Event Planner Expo and lots of industry events. I'm sure you guys are pretty active on social. I know you mentioned when we interviewed you for our blog that you love to um, post on Instagram. What do you find um, works and what do you think is maybe not as effective for you? I would definitely say Instagram as a platform for us has been very successful because um, our product is, you know, very, people love taking photos and sharing what they're eating, but it's also been a great way for us to market our different options, um, our, you know, customization capabilities, our new flavors. Um, so that I would say has been very successful, as well as it's always good to get out and network at, at different trade shows and, and events. Um, and we've also been very successful with word of mouth. I think everybody in the industry has been so, you know, so nice and everybody's well connected with each other. So, um, we've had, we've had great success with kind of, oh, I heard about you from so-and-so, or I saw you at, at this event and, and we want to use you for the next thing. So that's been, that's been great. What, uh, what is the craziest, um, sort of theme that you've seen, you've ran into? Uh, when your clients 
with Dell? Oh, the craziest thing. Um, What's like out there thing that somebody has done uh, working with you guys? Geez, I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like there's a, a bunch of them in my head. I just need to rack my brain and, and figure out which one is the, the actual craziest. Um, we can always come back to that if you have, alternatively, uh, a near disaster story. We love to, to hear about <laughs> horror stories because I know there's an abundance of them in this industry. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the horror stories, um, no, luckily it doesn't happen very often, but we we ship our products nationwide, um, which is you know very regular for us. But the issue we occasionally have is obviously with a, some sort of delayed shipment or issue with FedEx or um, you know a missing package. So I would say the biggest disaster or, you know, headache, we were able to turn it around was when a big shipment of, you know, 15 large boxes went out and one of them was missing, which, you know, obviously you want to have, there was only enough to um, to ha- have the event. But luckily we, we ship on a Thursday as our last day to ship for the week. The event was a Saturday. So when we found out that that one wasn't going to make it, um, then we were able to send another one out on Friday, but that's always a headache that ma- makes me a little bit nervous every time we're shipping a lot of stuff for a big event. And we try to cushion in an extra day just so, you know, we can rectify any sort of shipping issue. But that is, is probably something that it's hard when, when you, when something like that is out of your control and there's only so much you can do about it. Yeah, that must be really stressful. <laughs> Um, now we don't have that much time left, but I do want to give you the opportunity to just let people know how they can get in touch with you. If you have, you know, if they want to get to know you a little bit better, or of course, if they want to hire Doe for their next event, what's a good way for them to reach you or to follow what you're doing in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. So I would definitely follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at cookie D O N Y C. You can also check out all of our um, event options. We have an entire inspiration page on our website, which is www.cookiedonyc.com. And you can fill out a form, say, you know, what you're interested in, or we are available on email all day, every day. Um, and the best way to, to reach the entire team and get a quick response is just emailing info at cookiedonyc.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. I know you're swamped running a business, of course. No so problem. we really, really appreciate getting to know you a little bit more in this format. Um, and to all of you who are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Unfortunately, we are already out of time, but we love to see you um, listening to these episodes and sharing them. So please continue to do that. We will be back for our next episode um, with a new company that we've discovered called FetPhone. And uh, we'd love to introduce you to them on our next podcast. Until then, you can catch our blog and the recordings of this podcast on TexyTalk.com. The audio recording is also available on iTunes and Stitcher. So we will see you next time. And until then, hustle hard.